War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I want to go now to Miranda Devine. This is another one I love. The, the book, the great book, The Laptop from Hell, is co- it just come out, just hit the bookstores. Miranda Devine, the really, I think, the best columnist in the country from the New York Post, uh, is joins us. Miranda, uh, tell us, how, how did you get inspired to write this? The book's a blockbuster already. It's been the lead story in the Post the last three or four days. Walk us through what inspired you to, to write this, and why should people go buy this book? Thanks, Steve. Well, it's actually number one on Amazon uh, when it hit the stands yesterday, so that's great. And there's obviously a real hunger out there for people to know what's going on in the Biden family, and uh, particularly on this laptop from hell, as Donald Trump called it, uh, which, you know, the, you know all about it because you were instrumental in it. Um, the laptop uh, that Rudy Giuliani and Bob Costello, his lawyer, were given by a MacBook repair shop owner, uh, in uh, who a guy called John Paul Mac Isaac, who's really an unsung hero. Um, he had the laptop because Hunter Biden had abandoned it there in April 2019, um, after just a couple of weeks before his father announced. Okay, Miranda, Miranda, hang over a second. President. Hang over a second. Mm. Uh, hang on, Brennan and all the CIA guys and everybody came out in October when the Post did. You did your due diligence and reporting and put it up. They said yeah. that's a lie. This is Russia counterintelligence. This is all a lie. There's no store. The guy's a phony. This is all. The Post got played. Miranda Devine got played. And they took ads out. And they were on MSNBC every night and never been corrected. Ma'am, how do you respond to that? Well, not only that, Joe Biden used that dishonest letter from John Brennan and, and James Clapper and Leon Panetta and Michael Hayden and the rest of them uh, at the debate against Donald Trump two days later. And uh, when Donald Trump said, look, the laptop, they're saying you're a corrupt politician, Joe. And Joe Biden said, no, they're not. I've got these 50 intelligence community senior people and they've all said that it's garbage. That was his quote, garbage. It's Russian disinformation. And look, that was enough. It was a fig leaf for the rest of the media to ignore and traduce our reporting. And for uh, big tech, as you know, Facebook and Twitter locked out the New York Post, uh, locked our account for two weeks, Twitter, and uh, refused to allow us to share the story. Um, and, you know, it severely hampered the uh, ability of the American people to find out about what was going on with the Bidens, that their immense influence peddling operation that Joe Biden had started in Delaware when he was a fresh senator decades ago, but then internationalized when he became vice president. And when Barack Obama gave him carriage for looking after China and um, Ukraine and parts of the world that were uh, crucial to America's national interest. And, of course, Joe Biden did nothing for America's national interest or for its allies, whoa, whoa, but whoa, did a lot whoa, to whoa, whoa, his whoa, 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 Miranda, hang on, whoa, whoa. You're pretty, you're very tough, but you're pretty, you just said a massive international influence operation. Joe Biden has run a massive international influence operation. I believe that's the quote. What do you mean yeah. by that? Well, his uh, son and his brother, Jim Biden, who operated as sort of Hunter Biden's uh, minder because we know Hunter had terrible addiction problems with crack and and prostitutes and so on. And so uh, the the pair of them were careering around the world and 
using Joe Biden's name and his influence to leverage millions of dollars um, for the family business. And uh, we know that Joe Biden benefited from uh, financially from uh, Hunter Biden's money. Hunter was paying for some of his bills. That evidence is on the laptop. Uh, and um, the, the probably the biggest of all the deals, I mean, we know about the 2013 visit to Beijing where Joe Biden took Hunter Biden on Air Force Two to this round of meetings with President Xi Jinping that were very important for America because at that time China was militarising the islands in the South China Sea. Uh, it was uh, thieving America's inter uh, intellectual property um, and being becoming very aggressive. And uh, Joe Biden had the opportunity then in 2013 to stop that happening. But instead, he came away empty handed and Hunter Biden came away with a 10 percent share of uh, what grew by 2019 to be um, an investment uh, company with two point five million dollars of funds under management. 2.5 billion dollars funds under management. So it was a very lucrative deal. And did he you know, have any? Know, did he have any? You know Wall Street. Did he have any expertise to attract that t level scale of capital, ma'am? No, of course not. I mean, this is the sort of deal that Goldman Sachs would die to to have. No, the the sort of uh, Hunter Biden was, um, you know, a kid whose father helped him get into Yale, uh, who, who missed out on the first attempt who uh, was given grace and favour jobs all his life by his father, paid way over the odds from donors uh, to Joe Biden, and uh, was expected, therefore, to uh, foot the bills for the rest of the family. And uh, his older brother, Bo, who sadly has died of a brain um, uh, cancer, Joe Biden had his role all mapped out that he was a future president of the United States and that Hunter would pay for uh, the bills so that Joe and the rest of the family could live in this very luxurious manner. I mean, Joe Biden pretends that he's a, a very humble and down-to-earth boy from Scranton, but he lives like a billionaire. He, he and the rest of his family really have caviar uh, tastes, and that was being funded by Hunter Biden. But, of course, it allowed uh, Joe and potentially um, Bo to uh, to behave as if they were just very humble you know, public servants earning uh, just a senator's salary in Joe's case. Um, but in fact, uh, we know that from the laptop just, and it's just the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure that uh, Hunter and Joe shared bank accounts, um, that there was a lot of mingling of their finances and there are bills uh, for maintenance and upkeep on Joe's mansion in Delaware uh, that Hunter was expected to pay along with, you know, a monthly AT&T bill and so on. So, um, it, I, I think for, for our purposes, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you: Can you stay over through the break? I know you're slow yeah, sure. doing interviews, but if you, you could, okay. I want so much of what goes on in this city, and you know better than anybody in New York is this kind of average, you know, graph corruption, grifters, everything like that. But then you have to then you get to national security. What what struck me most is that the Post ex, did the excerpt from your book about his relationships with China and particularly high-level individuals in state-owned industries, which is the way the Chinese Communist Party, they take the 20% off top to fund themselves. Do you believe that he's that Joe Biden, through Hunter, jeopardized American national security by their relationships uh, and compromised by taking money from senior-level people in the Chinese Communist Party? 
you can only assume that he is compromised. Uh, you, you know, I, he's had four conversations with Xi Jinping since he's become president and boasts about how long they take and he hasn't mentioned a word about the virus. Um, and, uh, you know, China's been incredibly uncooperative about allowing people into Wuhan. Um, so he, he obviously is compromised. And, uh, you know, I think for me the, the most um, shocking uh, revelation from the laptop as I was digging through it. I mean, I had to reel away from it. I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing and took a while of digging and also to match up with what's on the laptop. It's it's only part of the puzzle. The rest of the puzzle comes from Tony Bobolinsky and his uh, voluminous WhatsApp messages, his Hunter Biden's former business partner, and also some very good work done by Chuck Grasley and Ron Johnson in the Senate where they uh, managed to get a whole lot of suspicious activity reports from the Treasury, uh, which showed money streaming into uh, accounts associated with Hunter Biden and um, his partners, such as Devin Archer. Miranda, Miranda, can, Miranda, can you hang over just for one second? Sure. Take a Miranda Devine, the uh, fearless, indefatigable columnist for the New York Post, the paper founded by Alexander Hamilton, the oldest paper in the nation prestigious and heroic we'll talk about that next in the war we rejoice when there's no more let's take down the ccp okay the book is um the laptop from hell it's a blockbuster hit already and if they don't pull any funny business it'll be a new york times number one bestseller as it should be uh, miranda we're pressed for time as i know you are i gotta ask two questions you're i believe you're the top investigative columnist in the country there's no doubt i think you're also one of the top investigative reporters the new york post heroic what you guys have done in so many different areas right so many different investigations but there's a point and that's why people have to read this book because your head's blowing up on every page there's a limit to what an investigative reporter can do but why is it that legal authority or Capitol Hill or anyone is taking your book and all the research that you've tied to it and the hard drive and the laptop itself, which you really pull everything back from, and you document every accusation you make, every assertion you make is documented. Why are there no investigations of this, quite frankly, compromised, corrupt family? That's a national security problem, not just graft and corruption. This is a national security issue. Miranda Devine. Well, look, partly that is because the Democrats control everything in Washington, uh, and I think that will change after the midterms. And, uh, you know, I've been told that uh, there certainly will be Republican investigations and they can use the book as a, a template into the laptop. Uh, and we know that the FBI has had the laptop for a long time. Um, and the Southern District of New York has been investigating lots of people who have, such as Rudy Giuliani, um, who uh, have exposed things that are in the laptop. So, um, and they spied on Rudy Giuliani's cloud. So they should also be fully aware of what's in the laptop. So they have the, um, uh, the power. Let me, let me say, the by the way, they have, they have, the Southern District of New York, that. Southern District of New York, Southern District of New York has jurisdiction because as you outlined in the book, the Chinese executives from state-owned industries all lived in New York and became big deals in the in the cultural area with the Democrats at the Lincoln Center and the well, Carnegie we, Hall. Go ahead, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. And and Patrick Ho, uh, one of the CEFC uh, energy company hunters partners, uh, was arrested at JFK by the Southern District. 
So they know exactly what's going on. And, you know, the, the, that arrest by the Southern District had an amazing effect. CEFC was not just a Chinese energy conglomerate. It was the capitalist arm of President Xi Jinping's Belt and Road Initiative. This was at the very heart of China's imperialist project. And we had the president's son and his brother up to their neck in it, and Joe Biden, because this was the company that Joe Biden uh, vetted Tony Bobulinski to be the CEO of, um, and this was the company that when he left office, he was going to go and set up shop with Hunter in uh, his office in Washington, Georgetown. So uh, that all fell apart, though, when the Southern District arrested Patrick Hoes. Shortly after that, Chairman Yi, who was the uh, charming a uh, young chairman who was swanning around New York buying $50 million penthouses in the limestone Jesus. Um, he uh, disappeared in Shanghai. He managed to get his entire family and his cook and his uh, mother-in-law and so on ensconced in Manhattan, but uh, he disappeared, uh, I mean, you know, believed to have met a sticky end uh, in, uh, in China. So, um, that whole Rosneft deal that CFC was doing, which was the biggest deal China had ever done to buy into uh, the Russian state-owned uh, oil company, energy company, Rosneft. Now, that was CFC was brokering that. This would have been, I mean, this tectonic shift in geopolitical power uh, in, in that one deal, and it would have really been a, a bad deal for America. Um, and uh, when the Trump administration came in, uh, they basically broke it up and ruined that deal and you know, yes. killed off the biggest payday that uh, that the Bidens had going. But they still got a lot of money. I mean, tens of millions of dollars flowed through to Hunter and, um, and Uncle Jim from CFC. P- p- people don't realize what a hero you are. The, uh, the editors of the New York Post to put this story. I saw, I saw the due diligence. You guys did the due diligence independently. When you publish it, it was brutal. You took heat from everybody. By the way, the New York Times, Washington Post, they're not reviewing this book because it shows you the how phony they are. CNN are not, are not putting this up because it shows you how phony they are. They still don't want to talk about it. Write this down, ladies and gentlemen. After our massive sweeping victory in 22, this is going, you want to watch some trials or some real investigations? You watch starting in January 23, okay? Hunter Biden better lawyer up. Joe Biden, you better lawyer up. You're, you're dumb. By the way, I'm Irish, so I can call him the Shanty Irish. You all order a, a lawyer up, okay? Lawyer up, because your day's coming. And I got to tell you, we need to do this for the Chinese people. All that $50 million apartments, all that stuff that Joe Biden took is off. It's off the sweat and the brow of the brow of Lao Beijing, of the Chinese people. They stole from people that are treated like slaves. That's how classy the Bidens are. They are scum, total, complete scum. And you want to see how much scum they are and backed up by fact? Get Miranda Devine's. Uh, the laptop from hell. Go to Amazon, get it now, or in bookstores. Miranda, uh, thank you so much for joining us. How do people get to you and follow you on social media? How do they get to the book? Because it's a blockbuster. I'm on uh, Twitter and uh, get her on at Miranda Devine. And um, the book, it's in Barnes & Noble's Books A Million. Uh, um, Amazon has 
I think, run out of hardcovers, but they're doing an emergency printing of more hardcovers. They've just uh, printed a whole bunch of paperbacks. So, um, and it's obviously on Kindle and Audible. And um, so we're, we're trying our hardest to get as many out there to people. If you walk into a Barnes, and, if you walk into a Barnes and Noble, if you go into Barnes and Noble, like in Union Square down on what is it? Fort, if you walk into Barnes and Noble, don't assume it's going to be in the front of the store. They don't see, think you're going to be seeing hundreds of the Saj. Go in the stacks. Tell the, the people at the store, I want, I want laptop from hell. I want to know where it is because, hey, they're going to hide it. Okay, Miranda, yeah. you're a hero. You're truly heroic. Can't Thanks, thank Steve. you enough for writing this book. Doing Very everything. No, no, people forget. People don't understand the pressure that was on the New York Post not to publish this in October of 2020. That's heroism in the moment. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Okay, I want to bring in an extraordinary young man now, Daniel Greenfield, a writer of an incredible article on David Horowitz's front page magazine. Three foreign billionaires finance democratic dark money. It's explosive. I'm getting it up on all the platforms. And the people will be a force multiplier. Push this out. This is what David Horowitz and the team over there do 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 so well. Daniel Greenfield, thank you for joining us here. Walk us through your theory of the case and back of this uh, article. So what we're actually seeing out front is very different in the back where there is a dark money machine. Uh, one of the big components of the dark money machine is what's called the 1630 fund, which plows $410 million into the 2020 election. Uh, it doesn't advertise. It's a dark money machine. What you see out front is various local organizations. Um, it's including uh, some never Trumpers. Uh, the 1630 fund was the single biggest institutional backer for the Lincoln Project. Uh, they back Bill Crystal. Uh, they back various front groups, all of which have a single purpose. Now, the question is, who's backing them? So Politico recently tried to explore that question, and it found that all four donors were responsible for half of the four, I mean, $390 million that the 1630 fund was able to raise for the 2020 election. And it doesn't actually have the names because this is a dark money machine, but it identified three major billionaires who had put a lot of money into it. Uh, one is Hanjok Suisse, who is the richest man in Switzerland. He's here on an investor's visa, not a United States citizen, not even here on a green card. Uh, George Soros, whom everybody is quite familiar with. And Pierre Omidyar, the founder of eBay, uh, who funds uh, a variety of leftist and also never Trump organizations at the same time. Here's what's so shocking. Walk us through how can this apparatus I I exist to actually put it towards efforts around election because Lincoln Project was taking out ads. I mean, brutal ads. I actually complimented on the ads. I mean, they're never Trump, but I said these things are effective because they're so brutal, right? And they've already been disgraced about, you know, the, the, some of the predilections of people that are at the Lincoln Project. But how do they actually get money from foreign billionaires actually into a political campaign? So that is a very good question. There is an FEC complaint about least. George Charles is a United States citizen. He shouldn't be. He came here arguably illegally on a false visa affidavit, uh, but uh, he's here legally. Um, Pierre Omidyar is here legally. Hanjok Wies, on the other hand, uh, put in about $135 million uh, into the um, 1630 fund, into this whole dark money machine. Uh, it was earmarked for non-electoral purposes, but that's obviously fraudulent because you can't have non-electoral purposes when your entire purpose is indeed electing officials. And uh, his hub project was very much involved in creating these various local New Hampshireans for something, Floridians for something, organizations that claim to be engaged in local advocacy. So this is electoral. There is an FEC complaint about this, whether anything's going to happen in that regard 
is debatable. Let me ask you, let's, let's, because people know Soros, right? And they, and they, a lot, uh, most people know uh, the Facebook guy, but talk to us about the Swede. When you say you're here on an investment, an investor's visa, what does that mean? He's here on an E2 investor's visa. He's not a green card recipient. He's not obviously a United States citizen. Uh, he's the richest man in Switzerland. Uh, his medical company uh, was based partially out of here. Um, he sold that for a huge fortune, and he's been putting that fortune into various leftist causes, environmentalist causes, but also very much political causes. So he's here on an E2 visa. He does not actually have remotely have the right to contribute to American political candidates, yet he appears to be doing so anyhow. The question is whether there's going to be any accountability for that. These three are obviously globalists, right? What, what, what was their principal beef? about Trump and the Trump movement, that they would lead somebody to put this type of, I mean, this is real money. We talk about $390 million, real cash. What is it about Trump they hate so much? Uh, these are people who are very much global citizens. They're globalists. Uh, they're people who believe that the United States is not exceptional and should not actually have the kind of power and influence that it does. Uh, they look down on Americans. They see Americans as um, having unearned power and privilege, and the believe that America should be integrated within what they consider to be the global community. A lot of their efforts are aimed at that. A lot of the efforts of the top wealthy American globalist billionaires are aimed at that. What's extraordinary here is that these people are immigrants. They came to this country. Uh, one of them is, not, as mentioned, Reese is not even a United States citizen or even a legal resident properly. And yet they see, they feel that they can actually control Americans, they can manipulate Americans. Uh, they built their fortune, Pyramid Yard is an eBay billionaire. Um, he built it around manipulating people digitally. Um, Soros built it around manipulating the markets. They think of people as just being counters. They can move around, that countries don't actually matter, and that once you actually figure out how a system works, you can hack it, you can manipulate it, you can use it to do what they want. These people have broken the rules, Soros and Weiss, particular broken rules in the past, Alisa's uh, company was responsible for human medical experimentation, which sent top executives to prison. Uh, Soros's financial dealings are very well known. Um, eBay obviously transformed the uh, limits of the financial marketplace in terms of what you could actually do, move fast, break things. So these are people who believe that they can, that the rules don't apply to them, that they have these godlike abilities, and that people can just be forced to do whatever they want, tricked into doing whatever they want. And that's what a dark money machine like this really does. It pretends that these people are actually, that uh, our political system is being controlled from without. Um, it sets up fake front organizations, whether it's the so-called Never Trumpers, uh, whether it's uh, so-called local community groups, in order to manipulate people when really behind the scenes, it's these three foreign billionaires. Daniel, how do people get to front page? David Horowitz is such a hero uh, for the fight that he's had. Uh, how do they get to front page? How do they follow you social media? How do they follow your writings? David Horowitz does incredible work. Um, he's an absolute legend. And the site is frontpagemag.com. It's David Horowitz Freedom Center's major news outlets. There are a lot of talented reporters and investigators there breaking stories and exposing the truth. Daniel, thank you so much. Honored to have you on today. Let's get that article up everywhere. If you're a force multiplier, let's push it out there. It'll be a wake-up call to a lot of folks. You see the forces aligned against us. Let's bring in now Brian Kennedy talking about that. We're bringing Brian Kennedy, American Strategy Group, formerly head of Claremont. Uh, Brian, you're also co-founding uh, chairman of the Committee on the Present Danger China. We have a very big day tomorrow afternoon on this seminar. Everybody in the war room has got to watch it. It's free. Walk us through 
what the Committee on Present Danger China is taking on right now, sir. Well, thank you, Steve. Uh, yeah, tomorrow afternoon, 1 to 3 Eastern Time, there is a webinar called Are You Investing in Our Destruction? And it's going to take a bunch of experts from the Committee on the Present Danger China, Roger Robinson, Kyle Bass, real heavyweights, and have us discuss whether or not you as an American citizen, as an investor with your retirement funds are investing money in the Chinese Communist Party and all the companies here in the United States that the Chinese Communist Party owns and or runs. And the, the real scandal right now is the fact that there are some 5,000 companies with about $4 trillion that have been invested by American investors. That is a scandal that should never have happened. You've often said on this show that Wall Street wants to keep you financially illiterate. Well, they don't really want you looking into your investment funds that they're investing for you. If you did look into them, you'd find that $4 trillion of your money is being invested directly in the success of the Chinese Communist Party, along with all of their human rights abuses, along with their lack of transparency and what you're actually investing in, and you're investing in the military buildup of the People's Liberation Army. All those things combined is something that you as an individual investor can fix. And that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Brian, if you if you could just hang through the break. Um, MI6 today, we brought it up with Nigel, the head of MI6, which is the British, you know, it's a British intelligence, came out and said, yes, the Chinese Communist Party is the number one existential threat to the people in the United Kingdom. So people in the know understand this. They understand they're already engaged at war with us, information war, cyber war, economic war. We're quickly sliding to a kinetic war. But the Greek tragedy part of this is you, the deplorables, are paying for it. Brian Kennedy will explain on the other side in the war room. Okay, one of Brian Kennedy. Uh, you got a list of all-stars there, and people should. It's free. Uh, it's going to stream. They can watch it, download it, watch anytime. Walk me through who's going to be on this. Uh, we have Gordon Chang, great China expert. Kyle Bass, who's one of the real heavyweights when it comes to understanding what China is doing in their in our financial markets. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, the CCP virus and its effect on the economy. We have Stephen Hatfield, Peter Navarro uh, doing that. So we have you know two, two war room regulars. Uh, Frank Afney, of course, will be there. John Mills, um, Devin Cross. There's some really Excellent, wow. excellent thinkers what, what and, is, and people it, it who takes, been it takes about place, this. It takes place from when to when? Uh, one to three Eastern time tomorrow. Uh, you can register for free at presentdangerchina.org. It really is going to be an explanation of how the Chinese Communist Party corrupted Wall Street and how Wall Street sold you, the American people, a bill of goods and have invested some four to five trillion dollars of your money in the success of the Chinese Communist Party. You know, it, it, it really is but, the kind of thing the government remember, should have been all over. Yeah. Remember, this is about the influence operation. This is central. It is your money. This is why we're united with the Lao Beijing. 
your money, unbeknownst to you, is enslaving the Chinese people, shipping your jobs over there so they can work for slave wages and enriching the global elites, particularly the cadres that run the Chinese Communist Party, the elite of the Chinese Communist Party, right, and the elite of Wall Street. This is Larry Fink is a business partner of Xi and Washi Shan. Said that for years. And we're going to go through details with Roger Robinson, Kyle Bass. These are heavyweights, right? That's why this audience is ahead of the curve because this is going to be a massive issue in this country. We are not going to go along and have the working people in this country finance the enslavement of the Chinese, Communist, of the Chinese people and the military buildup of the Chinese Communist Party for the expansionist endeavors and the hegemony that they want, not just in the landmass of Eurasia with Russia and, and Persia and Turkey and Pakistan and now the, 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 uh, the bandits running Afghanistan, which they're all colluding to do, right, to control the world island, Mackinder 101. We're not going to have it happen. We're going to bring that to a halt. Okay, 1 to 3 o'clock tomorrow. Brian, how do people follow you on social media, sir? Uh, I'm only on Getter, Brian T. Kennedy, at Brian T. Kennedy on Getter. Wow. Wow. Brian Kennedy, thank you for and thank you for being chairman of the Committee on Present Danger China. You're, you're, you're a patriot and a hero, sir. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you for all you do. I'm jacked up today because this show's got one hitter after next. Okay. The most, by the way, we're going to at five o'clock. We're going to go back to the Supreme Court, get an update. Want everybody right now in our chat rooms to be following people like Schilling on the live stream, what's happening in the debate and arguments over there. But the most important story of the day yesterday, we couldn't even get time to. Joe Allen, are robots regenerating themselves now? Sir, Joe Allen. Yes, there is. Um, so there is a, a, a lab made. Uh, kind of self-organizing creature known as a xenobot. Uh, the name comes from the species of frog, uh, Xenopus lavis, that uh, these cells are derived from. And what you see on the screen right now, and for those that are just listening, are these kind of jelly bean-shaped uh, creatures that are moving of their own accord, and they are sweeping up big piles of frog derived stem cells these stem cells uh, then develop into more jelly bean shaped you know self uh, motivated creatures and these are there's some kind of cross between um, a lab made living organism and a robot uh, they they're self organizing in the sense that if you take uh, these cells, uh, which typically would develop into the skin of a tadpole, and uh, put them in a particular configuration. These are uh, about 3,000 cells. They'll form a, a blob, and what the scientists do is they manipulate that blob so that the, the cilia swim in a particular pattern. Uh, what's most important about this is that that configuration that you saw on screen uh, was created by an artificial intelligence system, the deep green system uh, at University of Vermont. So artificial intelligence developers oftentimes talk about AI as if it has a life of its own and that the hope is that it will become creative and many hope to bring it to a point that is as intelligent as a human being or more. What you see here is uh, an artificial intelligence system going through literally billions of possible configurations for these cells. 
And that system is what arrived at the successful configuration that would then go on to self-replicate itself uh, using uh, external resources. So you can thank AI for the xenobots, and you can thank AI should a more self-reliant, uh, self-sustaining uh, creature be created that can survive in the wild and perhaps wreak you know, complete but, havoc okay. on humankind or the rest of the ecosystem. We're going to have you back on tomorrow. Joe, how do people get to you? Because here's the thing. They didn't anticipate this. There's Not things are going to happen with this, and they're going to cut people totally by surprise. We got the Frankenstein monsters going to come out everywhere. Because it's beyond human capacity to think this through. Joe, how do people get to you? How do they get your writings? Uh, you can find this story uh, and others on warroom.org at the news section or in the transhumanism section. Uh, you can find me on social media at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z, Gab, Twitter, and Gitter, uh, or my site, jobot.xyz. Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks, Joe. Amazing work. Uh, transhumanism, one of the big uh, lines of, uh, of inquiry we're going through. Remember... People, we got to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. People say we got to focus on 3 November. Yes, we're focused on 3 November. We're going to get to the bottom of it every day, make sure that it never happens again, and make sure we rectify what happened on 3 November to get to the legitimacy of the President of the United States. But you can't look away from transhumanism. Back here at 5 in this historic day.